0: One of the difficult things that insurance producers struggle with is appointment setting. How do we get prospects to want to meet with us? What do we say that helps them to figure out why we're different or better? And frankly, most insurance agents struggle by actually putting together a list of prospects to go after. But what if there was a better way? What if there was a way in which to have prospects almost coming to you, or when you're reaching out to your prospects, they automatically see why you're better, or how you're like them, or how you have something that can help them answer the problems they have? What if we could get, for example, an association to endorse you to their members? Wouldn't that be helpful for setting more appointments? I think it would. In fact, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And remember, quoting is for the weak. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey there, Permission Nation. My name is Charles Specht. I'm the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and I am glad that you are with us today. So today we're going to be talking about prospecting, which we talk a lot about because frankly, if you can't set appointments, you're unemployed. Let me just say it again. If you can't set appointments, you are going to be unemployed. We have to be able to set appointments. We have to be able to meet with prospects. We have to have somebody who wants to buy something from us. And if you don't have that, you will eventually become unemployed. And so there's a lot of things that we talk about in regards to prospecting. Today, I want to talk about the power of micro-niching, and specifically how it impacts your, your ability to win new clients if you have an association endorsement. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of things here. First and foremost, most insurance agents struggle at figuring out what type of business to go after. Period. They do. Most agents don't know what to go after. They're struggling, should I do after personalized or commercials? Should I go after small accounts, Main Street USA? Should I go after construction? Should I do commercial trucking? They don't really have any kind of an idea about what they're going after. They do not have, for the most part, an industry, certainly not a micro niche. I want to talk to you a little bit more about specifically micro niching in regards to getting trade associations to endorse you as their go-to insurance agent for their members. Now, frankly, there are thousands of associations that are out there that you could work with right now. You could maybe become a member or not. I would encourage you not to. I only became a member of one association where I was a dues-paying member and frankly never got one single client from that association. I have had and even now am the endorse agent for a number of different associations that are out there. I don't sell insurance any longer. I serve now as a consultant. But even back when I was selling insurance, I had the endorsement for a few different associations. I was the endorsed agent for the subcontractor association of California. I was the endorsed endorsed agent for, I believe, two other associations that were um, specific. One was more one was more for construction and another one was non-constructional related. But I never paid any dues to become a member of those associations. And frankly, I would tell you that for all intents and purposes. You really don't have to. Here's where I'm going with this. Remember that an association typically exists to provide a benefit to it their members, and the members pay their dues, typically an annual dues. Let's just call it, for example, um two hundred fifty dollars to become a member of this association. Because my math is bad, I'm going to pull up my little calculator so we can actually see something here. So, say for example. We've got 300 members times $250 of dues. That means that they are getting about $75,000 of dues coming in each year from the members of that association. Okay, $75,000. Now they have to be able to provide some kind of value to those members so that the members want to continue to pay their $250 every single year. Now, frankly, $250 might be a little bit on the low end. It might be closer to a $500 or a thousand. I even have. I work with one association that has a a lot of manufacturing accounts, and some of these are about $10,000 to get into. So the pricing can get pretty high in regards to the dues. But just using that example, 300 accounts, $250 annual dues, $775,000 of membership dues that are coming in. They have to be able to provide value. One of the easiest, easiest, one of the best, easiest, Ways in which to provide value to their members is to have an endorsed insurance agent who is working specifically in that micro niche, who might even have an insurance program or two that could be your go to insurance carrier to work with, to partner with for the members of that association. In fact, This is also a great way in which to get additional commission from some of your carriers when you begin to partner with them in an association program. If it is an association type of industry that those carriers really have a desire and appetite to go after, they will also work with you to begin sculpting some kind of a program or at least a little bit of a carve out, maybe a special endorsement for those members of the association that get their insurance through you with that carrier. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. But I'm just telling you from just the the basic aspect of appointment setting, it is a whole lot easier to to be able to contact a prospect and say, Mr. Insured, I am the endorsed insurance agent for ABC Widgets uh, Association, of which you are a member, and i have just given you a call to talk to you about this endorsed insurance program that's through the association. It is available to members and I want to talk to you about it and see whether or not it could be something that would be a really good fit for your organization and help you save some money. Look, as simple as a script is that because of who you are and because of the relationship you have with their specific association, it allows you to set many more appointments. And I would even tell you this, that there is definitely, depending upon the association, a certain percentage of people who are a part of that association that will, that are always trying to support the association and therefore will do business with the insurance agent that is endorsed by the association very often many times those are even the board of directors that they want to that they want to support what the association is actually doing so I want to just tell you that there's a great opportunity here to to write a lot of business to set appointments Moreover, isn't it nice when somebody else is doing the prospecting for you? I mean, come on, isn't that a great time? I mean, frankly, you know, nobody likes to do cold calls and nobody wants to spend all their time on social media and so forth. But look, what if the association starts sending out emails on your behalf and starts doing a campaign on your behalf and puts together uh, maybe a a special one-hour seminar where they're allowing you to come and do a seminar for all of their members? I mean, isn't this awesome? I mean, frankly, when you set it up with the association— Many times the association will send out a monthly newsletter. They're even going to tell all of their prospects about you, how to get in contact with you, that they encourage you to do so. They're maybe even going to put a special page on their website. Many times it's even on the homepage about the um, special endorsed insurance program that they have through you and through your agency. It just makes everything a little bit easier. Then if you even go to some of their trade show events, they allow you to come and have a booth there, even though they might not allow any other insurance agents to come. But you're the sole provider. You are the endorsed agent. And so you really get a special leg up compared to the rest of the competition. After all is said and done, having an, an, an association endorsement for you and your agency is a great way in which to prospect. Now, I have, I have seen some agencies do a great job with this. I mean, I have really seen some agencies write a tremendous amount of insurance. And I've also seen some agents work really hard to get the agency endorsement. And then for one reason or another, they just don't do anything with it. I really don't get it. I mean, it's just amazing to me. But frankly, the opportunity is great. I, I remember one agency that had an endorsement with a furniture manufacturing association. It was basically an association that manufacturer they had their members manufactured furniture high-end furniture custom furniture and so forth and the agency set it up because there were hundreds of these members and so they set it up based on maybe a uh, what you might consider like a small business unit for the stuff that was relatively small okay maybe that the producers themselves didn't want to mess around with we'll just call it stuff maybe that was under five thousand dollars of revenue and That just went to the small business unit. The small business unit then was given instructions that, you know, when we're working with some of these members, that you only quoted with one or two pre-specified carriers going forward, that that's all that we actually work with on those. The larger ones the producers worked with specifically, and I remember just on this one, that the agency had over $1 million of commission coming in on an annual basis because they began writing the insurance for a number of these members from the association. It can work really, really well. In fact, one of the first association memberships uh, endorsements that I ever had that worked out really well was with the steel um, erection uh, Steel erection Association. And I just ended up getting a lot of clients from that, a lot of contacts. One of the weirder association endorsements that I ever had, and I'm not I don't really remember exactly how I got it. I think that I contacted a number of, associations, I sent the executive director an email, let them know what I was trying to do, that this would be a great benefit that they could offer to to their membership. And if they would be willing to endorse me, great. Even if they're not willing to endorse me, then to refer me. Because by the way, even if they don't endorse you, many times they become a referral partner for you. And isn't it nice to have executive directors of associations referring their members to you just on a regular basis? And so this particular one ended up being an association of resume writers. So it was basically people who had their own little consulting business, coaching business, helping people put together their resumes to find new jobs. Now, these accounts were really small. It wasn't even something that I wanted to go after myself. But there were literally thousands of them a part of this association. And typically about one every day or one every other day, we were getting these referrals to come and they just wanted to get insurance. And I think maybe even the premiums were something like $1,200, $1,500 for the year. I didn't ever mess with it. All we ever did was we just gave it to our account manager. She quoted with one carrier and that was it. And it was just basically an online online rating. It was done after like five minutes. It was just a quote, bind right there, all done. And we ended up running a ton of that stuff. And it was just the simplest thing to, to actually do. The thing is, is that it is a beautiful way in which to prospect. It is a beautiful way in which to get a lot of clients more quickly. And frankly, the more that you are micro-niched in your industry the better off this is going to be for you. Okay. So I just want you to think about how many different associations out there. There are so many different associations for aftermarket auto parts. And I remember even just because I wrote some janitorial contractors, there were, I think like 12 different associations that I just kind of reached out to that were around California that were writing janitorial accounts. And there was probably about 3,000 or so members, and certainly some overlap and so forth, but just a lot of members who were a part of that particular association. There's just a lot. And so I want you to begin thinking outside of the box a little bit. Now remember, the association is trying to make sure that their members feel like there's a lot of significant value as for being a member of the association. One of the easiest, no-cost things that they can do is to refer people to them that they might get a really good deal on something or maybe there is a negotiated um, discount on something. And so they might go ahead and endorse you. I've seen different um, associations where they endorse insurance carriers uh, because the insurance carrier has an appetite for a certain class of business. But usually it's with an agent and an agency and the the association endorses, they publicly endorse your, let's just call it yours, your agency as the agency that they are endorsing for all of their members. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Now, when that happens, you will end up getting a lot of good things coming your way, but it's no cost to the association, and it provides a perceived value to their members. Because most of the time, those particular members are getting solicited by insurance agents, and who knows if those insurance agents have any understanding about what the insured is dealing with in their normal exposures. Every industry and every business is different. They all have their unique exposures. Now, if you are focusing in a specific area, you're more likely to know what those exposures are. And when you are endorsed by the association that is the trade association for that industry, you should know the, the exposures, right? You know, back when I was doing janitorial, you know, the coverage for lost key coverage is something that you don't see in most insurance policies. But when it comes to janitorial, it was very important, right? They actually had keys way back in the day. Um, And now they have more key cards to use. Well, those key cards, there's a lot of care, custody, and control exposure a part of that. And so there are special coverages specific to that for janitorial contractors. Well, you tend not to know that until you actually start getting into the industry a little bit. Where I'm going with this is that you have a perceived value in the eyes of the insured if they see that you are working with their association. And so the association, by endorsing you as their agent to the members, gives the members value that they might be able to lower their costs because that you're doing business with someone through the association the association endorses you introduces you refers you to them and so they save money it's a win-win situation it's a win situation for the association it's a win situation for the insured and you get to win obviously because you're gaining a new client it's a beautiful thing there's really no downside okay so i want you just to think about how you might do this I would definitely tell you, start with your micro niche. If you don't have a micro niche, shame on you. Shame on you. I don't know how many times I need to keep talking about getting a micro niche. If you do not have a micro niche, you are spinning your wheels. You are missing the boat on so many opportunities. The more that you become micro niche in a particular area, the better off you are going to be. Everything becomes easier when you have a microniche. The jack of all trades, nobody wants to do business with that guy. Somebody wants to do business with with a, an agent who understands them. When you are being endorsed by the association, there is an automatic inherent belief that you get them, that you understand them, that you are a better choice of which agent to do business with. Okay? Now, there's a few things in which to consider here. Cuz I want to tell you about how to actually reach out to the associations to get endorsed, okay? I would certainly start by doing a Google search for associations. There is a difference between what associations tend to work better. I would tell you that you want to go after associations that are a little bit smaller, that are more regional, that aren't, for example, um, nationwide, like really large associations that have multiple state chapters all over the place. Those typically tend not to be ones that will endorse you. There's a lot more politics involved, and they already have a lot of insurance agents who are dues-paying members to those associations. So that's usually not going to be the best one. So you're typically going to want to pick a smaller kind of regional association that are usually going to have anywhere from, I would say, like two to 600 members of their association. They're usually going to be in one trade group. Um, I have worked with some associations that were more heterogeneous And that there were associations that had lots of different types of industries a part of it. So, for example, I think, which is even a great association, the American Contractors Association of California, I was the endorsed agent for that. I also probably didn't get a lot of clients out of that particular association compared to others. Why? Because it was heterogeneous. They were all different types of trades. And it was an association they were a part of, but it really wasn't sort of their main home regional association. And so it was more difficult for me to actually show inherent value. Um, I found to get many more clients by going to smaller associations that were more regional-based that were micro-niched. And so I would tell you, start doing some research. And frankly, there's just, again, associations for everything. There's associations for water well drilling companies. There's association for, you know, landscapers. There's association, as I mentioned, furniture manufacturing. There's association. I mean, just look at any product out there or any service. As I mentioned, resume writers. There's so many that are out there. What you should do then is I would tell you, put together a little bit of an email, just a small one. It doesn't have to be too long. You're going to send it to an executive director. Now, usually these executive directors, they are part-time. This is also going to be something that's helpful to you they are not working there full-time because, again, you know, even using that example, 300 members at $250 a piece, that's only $75,000, okay? They're not going to be using all of that money to pay an executive director full-time. So many times these executive directors, they are executive directors of many associations. Um, they might be the executive director at, for example, like seven or eight different associations. Those associations are paying those executive directors ten, dollars maybe $12,000, maybe a thousand bucks a month to be the executive director of those associations. And so then they have multiple associations. Therefore, they're able to make a decent living out of it. Okay. So when you send an email, just realize that they're not going to have a receptionist. There's not going to be a bunch of people involved in it. Probably going to be like one main person. They're going to have some board of directors who do different things, but usually they're relying upon the executive director to do it. This is great for you because it's also alleviating maybe a lot of the frustration or some of the issues that executive directors have to deal with, because they hear from these these members all the time. We're having a hard time with our insurance. We can't find anybody to you know, lower our insurance. Insurance rates are going up. Isn't it nice when they can say, can you just call Charles? Call Charles. He's the guy that we trust that handles the steel erection industry. And so he will understand exactly which carriers to go to and so forth. It just becomes a little bit easier. So you are going to alleviate a lot of that frustration for them. And then you really begin to get control of it. Now, why this is also important, and I'll get back to maybe emailing here in just a minute, but why this is also nice is because when you become the endorsed agent of their association, they usually, 90% of the time, 99% of the time, they usually give you uh, the full list of the membership. And the list of the members includes, it's beautiful, they've got everything. They've got email addresses, cell phone numbers, um, they've got all the information from the actual contact person that you want to get. And so you have full access to all of these people, all of these businesses right off the bat, okay? So it's just, everything is great. There's just, there's not a downside for all intents and purposes when you go after this, okay? But I would say, as you're finding out which associations are out there, I would sculpt an email, and then you can tweak the email a little bit based upon whatever the industry is and whatever the association is, And then i would tell them just again not a long email but i would start to bullet point it: one two three four and so forth that you're an insurance agent who has a specialization in this particular industry and you're going after this industry you understand how difficult it is for a lot of these members to find good insurance you have access to a number of different insurance carriers inside this space that will not only adequately protect the exposures that each of their individual members have but it will potentially even lower their insurance costs considerably. This is going to be a great benefit to be able to offer to your members going forward. That will start the conversation. It's usually then going to have a a response to the email. It might then um, begin the next step is with a telephone call and so forth. But another way in which to remind the executive director about how important this is, is because, again, the executive director is also responsible for marketing, branding, potentially even finding new members to be a part of the association. Like I said, most of these executive directors are not full-time employees. They are not spending a lot of time trying to find new members for all of these associations. If you are micro niche let's say, for example, you're micro-niched in, I'll just use a furniture manufacturer. Uh, let's say there are you know, 2,000 furniture manufacturing companies in uh, the state of Tennessee. I have no idea how many there but let's just say California, whatever, you pick a state. Using my same example, if there's 300 that are in the association, that means that there's 1,700 different businesses out there that are not in the association right now, that are not paying membership dues to the association. So what you can explain to the association executive director is that not only are you going to be working with the 300 who are the members, and you're going to make sure that they are well taken care of, and they are going to be your first priority. But because you are focused in this particular micro niche going forward, you're also going to be reaching out and prospecting the other 1,700 that are here in the state. And the goal, obviously, is to not only write their insurance and to insure them, but to let them know about the the association and how they can also become a dues-paying member of the association. So in essence, through your prospecting, through your endorsement, you become the sales arm, if you will, the marketing, branding, sales arm of the association to help them bring in new members. Again, it's a beautiful thing. There's really not a downside on this entire process. After all is said and done, it helps so much. You get access to great information, on membership list. You know exactly what types of businesses they are. You can work with just a few different insurance carriers to place that business. It's a beautiful thing. And so I want just to encourage you that if you're looking for a way in which to write a lot of new business, this is a great way to do it. And if I can also say this, and I say this sometimes to different people, and so I'm going to be saying it to all of you loyal listeners out there. And by the way, thank you so much for listening to the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. I really appreciate you listening. If you're not a subscriber, uh, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you would be so kind, I would love that you would leave a five-star review for the podcast. It really helps by getting the word out. I would thank you for that. But I just want you to understand that at the end of the day, if you do this right, everything gets easier. And as I said, if I, I tell this to people, if I was ever to sell insurance again, and by the way, I don't plan to ever sell insurance again. It's not really the plan here. But if I was to ever sell insurance again, likely the way that I would prospect is to reach out to dozens of different associations that I felt had what I would consider a medium hazard risk to them that were relatively a part of some of the appetite lists that my primary carriers had an interest in writing. And then I would be reaching out to all of those associations to become the endorsed agent of the association. By the way, I didn't say dues paying member. I would not become a dues paying member, certainly at least until I got my first client through that particular association. I would make that a mandatory issue. I wouldn't pay anything until we got that to that point. But I would then become the endorsed agent with a number of associations so that they would then be referring their accounts to me, referring their members to me, and so that I don't have to do as much direct prospecting because I will be doing my indirect prospecting in a number of different ways with social media and email and seminars and so forth. And frankly, if you do it right, you can have associations that are endorsing you from all different types of industries. Again, I'd be focusing on specific Homogeneous industries that are focused on one specific type of industry, right? Janitorial, furniture, manufacturing, something like that, because then you get to really understand what their exposures are. And again, I would be looking first at the carriers that I have uh, direct appointments with that give good profit sharing, give con- good contingency. Typically, regional carriers love this type of stuff. And then I would be reaching out to those type of associations that are based upon what my carriers really want to go after again, man, this is a great way in which to do some business. So this is something that you individual producers can do. This is also something that you agency principals ought to start to consider. Because even if you don't necessarily maybe have a bunch of business that your producers can go after, this is also something that you can set up a small business unit and it can become very, very profitable to your agency. You're writing this stuff where you're getting good profit sharing checks, contingency checks. It's just a great, the great way in which you go after it. So you can go after business where you separate out the small stuff. It goes direct to your small business unit. And the larger stuff is either done by you or it's done by another producer. I mean, am I talking to anybody here? I'm trying to figure out, are you guys like even listening to this kind of stuff? I'm just trying to spit out some gold so that you can put that gold in your pocket. And at the end of the day, I truly believe that if you pursue an association endorsement, it's going to put a lot of gold in your pocket. Everything becomes easier. Prospecting becomes easier. Setting appointments becomes easier. Working with the few insurance carriers that you want becomes easier. You can write a lot of a business, a lot of business doing it this way. And frankly, if if you can take, take it a step further, it's sort of like affinity programs, okay? Um, I know of an agent who just ended up writing just a ton of Subway sandwich shops, lots of small little Subway sandwich shop owners. And he just ended up writing like a bunch of them. And before you knew it, there was like several hundred thousand dollars of commission just from writing individual Subway sandwich shop owners. It's amazing what can be done when you just go after something that is a part of the micro niche philosophy. The riches are in the micro niches. If you're not going after the micro niches, you're just throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. And we'll just call you Mr. Amateur. But you're not an amateur. You're a pro. That's why you're listening to the Millionaire Insurance Producer podcast, because you don't want to mess around with this stuff anymore. And I just want to tell you that for the last 28 minutes and four seconds, we've been talking about how you can get an insurance and an association endorsement if you follow what i just told you everything will get easier but the question is is will you or won't you that's the question My name is Charles Specht. I'm the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.